3: Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome into the look ahead. I'm Scott Seidenberg here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The man to my right is Tim Murray, host of the Nightcap. Here on v and it's Tuesday, and you know what that means, Tuesdays with Tim, Uh, (laughs) as he'll join me each and every week here on the program as we get rocking and rolling, looking ahead to what's going on for the rest of the week and the weekend in sports. A busy weekend for you, my friend, as you are traveling to Chicago to watch Notre Dame take on Wisconsin at Soldier Field. Is this, uh, what number Notre Dame game is this for you in your life? Oh. Uh, let's see. I'm 34. So probably 30
4: something. That's wild. Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty much one a year. And then, I mean, there was a year when I was on uh, doing Navy football and I I didn't go to games. So, but yeah, probably 30 somewhere in that ballpark. Okay. About over double digit times to Notre Dame stadium. And then I've been to Hawaii, uh, bowl games, and now Soldier Field. So, uh, Yankee Stadium. All I was place. at that
3: Yankee Stadium game. That's the only Notre Dame game that I was at. Yeah, they've been so. there a couple times. <laughs> yeah. I played Army there a couple times. Syracuse. The Syracuse won. I was at the stadium. Uh, that, that was Shamrock that was Series duty. against Thirty-six-three win. That was yes. a beauty. I had them to cover that game.
4: Yeah, that was. Everyone thought Syracuse. That was a That was a stinky line. Yeah. Syracuse was having this great year. I was working with a bunch of Syracuse people, as we all do in this mm-hmm, business. And mm-hmm. so I said, okay, yeah, you
3: think you're going to cover this spread, 36-3. So let's speak about yeah. Notre Dame covering here. Five and a half was the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, there seems to be kind of uh, an interesting back and forth because there are people that are on Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, My first mention to you about it this week was, hey, Wisconsin, those big boys, you know, whatever. Yeah. But uh, I talked to Matt Humans, who is all over the Irish, um, this spread has actually gone up yep. to six and a half now. So what's your feeling on this game and where will you ultimately lean when it comes to Saturday?
4: Yeah, Brad powers uh, on our show on Monday night, uh, taking that first look and he was one of the people who helped lift, lift this line more. He fired away on Wisconsin. Um, you know, I have made one play on this game and it was under 47 and a half where it opened here at circa. I think both of these offenses so far, Scott have struggled um, you know, Notre Dame has big play capabilities, but the biggest issue and why I wouldn't be surprised if Notre Dame lost by North of a touchdown, it's because of the struggles that they've had on the offensive line. Scott, it, you know, Notre Dame year after year puts pros into the league. They put four of them last year off the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Well, replacing those guys, it, it takes its toll and they've got some big time recruits on the line. Young, they're dealing with injuries or down to their third string left tackle, <laughs> Uh, which is not ideal going up against the big boys of Wisconsin, uh, I mean that is a you know that is a, a a a three four front with blitzing linebackers. So I think this is going to be an ugly game, maybe not as ugly as Penn State, Wisconsin, but I think with Notre Dame, the issue I have and the worry I have about Notre Dame in this one is just attrition. Mm. They have to stay on the field offensively.'ve gotta figure out ways to be creative because their run game. If you just remove a couple explosive plays, Scott, their run game has really been non-existent. They're trying to get it going. But Kyron Williams and Chris Tyree, who are two talents, uh, they – they have struggled to get things going. The biggest question to me for this game, if Notre Dame's going to have success, they have to go two quarterbacks. And Tyler Buckner has stepped in, and he has surprised some. He's a big-time recruit, true freshman, but what he brings is a change of pace. You saw it against mm. Toledo. You saw it uh, a little bit against Wisconsin. If they bring him in, he left the Wisconsin—excuse me, left the Purdue game with an injury. If he is not fully healthy and he's unable to go, I think this could get ugly for Notre Dame. They have to keep Wisconsin off balance. Tyler Buckner has to be involved, whether it's a 3-1 to split, cone to Buckner, whatever. But to me, that's the biggest thing. If Notre Dame has a chance in this game, one promising thing for the Ivers, so defensively, Marcus Freeman coming in, big time, you know, name, LSU wanted them. Notre Dame won those sweepstakes. Florida State, they fell apart at the end, giving up big plays. Toledo, they gave up big plays. I thought they were buttoned up against Purdue, uh, and I think they will be here against Wisconsin. So that's why I like under. I think we're looking at, you know, somewhere in the 23 to 13 type of range. But I think for Notre Dame to have success, they've got to have Tyler Buckner in this game. And he's got to be uh, a change
3: of pace for them. I just don't know how good Wisconsin is. And, Agreed. And I don't either. I, I'm not sure. I'm like, I'm not sold on them. I don't know how good they are. This isn't a, a pro-typical year where you're like, okay, this team is going to be competing and probably we don't could know have a good chance to go to the Big Ten title But game. to
4: your point, we don't know how good Notre Dame is.
3: No, exactly. Right. I mean, the, Florida, the Florida State, State looks t- terrible. Yep. Toledo
4: mm-hmm. goes and loses to Colorado State. And Purdue is, you know, they beat Oregon State and UConn. So what are any of these teams... I think Notre Dame is one of those teams that's going to get better as the year goes mm-hmm. on. Hopefully the offensive line gets better. You, you saw this off that they, they tried Khalifas, uh, the, the big boy on the edge of Purdue. They didn't want him to. So they brought in a, a left tackle and Joe Alt, who played kind of up back a little bit to get a chip. So it's good. they're going to have to get really creative, Scott come Saturday afternoon to try to avoid Wisconsin just wreaking havoc
3: all game. Uh, Wisconsin look-ahead factor. They do play Michigan uh, the following week. Yeah, I, I don't think that – I think they've been looking towards this Notre Dame game for a long time. Well, it's a marquee game, Soldier yeah. Field, obviously. Yeah. Uh, let's stick in the Big Ten. Yep. Um, there was an. I was looking at the futures mm-hmm. for the college football playoff. Now, I'm not saying that Iowa is a good pick to win the national title. Agreed. But at plus 2,000 where you're getting them – this is a team that I think has a chance to win the Big Ten. And the Big Ten winners going to the college football playoff. So of all the teams that you have uh, to go to the college football playoff and to have a chance to win the national title, the team with the furthest odds out of like the group of teams that you would consider in the mix, Iowa, pretty decent shot. Because I do think that they're good enough to win the Big Ten. Uh, what's your take on this Iowa team after what you've seen the first couple of weeks? Yeah,
4: very impressed. They've had a lot of turnover luck uh, go their way sure. against Indiana, against Iowa State, but at some point, and even against Kent State, I had Kent State plus twenty-two and a half in the William Hill contest. They lost by twenty-three at a fumble at the one-yard line. Who's counting? You know, no big deal. Um, but I think Iowa is an intriguing play as the odds just showed there six to one to uh, to head to the College Football Playoff. They don't have the talent, as we've seen with the likes of Notre Dame, Oklahoma, Michigan State, Washington, whoever, those teams don't have the talent, Scott, to win a mm-hmm. national championship. Well, plus, I'm going to say, plus
3: 5,000 to win the national title.
4: Right, right 5,000, <laughs> or if you want to go 6-1 to odds at DraftKings to make it to the college football playoff, mm-hmm. I think that's an interesting way to look. For Iowa, they play Penn State on October 9th. However, as that game's important, but it's not critical. Their critical game is they got to beat Wisconsin October 30th. They're coming off a bye week, and I think there's a good shot they take care of business there on the road out of, out of Wisconsin. A Wisconsin team that we're kind of unsold on, yep. when you look at Iowa, they've got a marquee win in Iowa State already. That's going to really help their resume. So if they were to stub their toe at home against Penn State, I think they're able to overcome that if they beat Wisconsin, go to the Big Ten championship game, and they beat a a Ohio State team that, look, you know, we we still have our questions defensively they struggle uh you can get some yardage on them and Iowa is i wouldn't say elite but they certainly look the part defensively so i think you're you're on the right path in my opinion Iowa it's 6 to 1 long shot odds for the national title hedge off of whatever it may mm-hmm. be i think mm-hmm. Iowa's a an intriguing look
3: there all right let's go to the NFL where Thursday night will kick off week 3 the Panthers and the Texans Texans Davis Mills rookie going to get his first start rookie head coach Thursday night football for the first time uh Texans, it was 7, 7.5. It's at 8.5 right now, this line. I wouldn't be surprised if it gets up to 9 or 9.5 by kickoff. I'm going with the Panthers in Survivor because I don't think there's any way they lose this game to the Houston Texans. I think there's
4: two ways to go about it. I already used the Panthers week one. I like that spot at home against the Jets. But if you didn't use them in week one, uh, now's a good spot. You go on the road, Davis Mills. I mean, Sean King, who's just in here, evaluates quarterbacks as well as <laughs> anyone out there. Just didn't see it with Davis Mills. He said he didn't do anything spectacular. Yeah. And, and think about this, too. You know, a lot of the – Trevor Lawrence played how many college football games? Yeah, of course. I mean, Davis Mills played 13 mm-hmm. and dealt with injuries. The COVID season last year was kind of all over the place with Stanford, on uh, the Pac-12. So, yeah, I, I just um, – you know, when it comes to this spot, if you want it a teaser, get it now because this thing's getting over nine. Panthers
3: right now over under win totals at eight and a half. They're good. They're already at three because we're going to give them a win on Thursday. Okay. (laughs) They're good. So they're already at three in a 17 game season. They are already at three. How do you not fire on over eight and a half right now?
4: Oh, the live line is eight and a half. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. I would. Yeah. I would go ahead and do that. I mean, you look at the schedule right there. Back end. You're, you're getting a little worried because you have bills, bucks, saints, bucks, the last four games, but I think the Panthers are real deal, man. Um, and I, I think Joe Brady is proving that he's he's a tremendous offensive mind as we knew from LSU. Um, so I think Carolina is a is a very interesting team. I would not be stunned mm-hmm. if they made it to the playoffs. They have talent sure. everywhere. Christian McCaffrey's a, a superstar. Uh, DJ Moore, um, you know, they've just got talent. Brian Burns defensively. Sam Darnold, I didn't think he stunk as much as people thought he did it with the Jets. Mm-hmm. So I think this has a team to be a playoff team. But if you want a teaser, get it in now because that's going to be nine by kickoff.
3: Uh, the Bears, it's likely that Justin Fields will get his first start as Andy Dalton is still dealing with this injury. That line is now down to seven. Mm-hmm. I think more money's going to come in on the Bears, actually, with Justin Fields being the starter. Do you see the Bears being better offensively with Justin Fields? And would you take them at plus a touchdown against the Browns? I
4: wouldn't. I think the Browns are gonna run it down their throats. Uh, I, I really like this Browns team. I think they've got a chance to win the AFC. I, I I just I as you know, Scott, I'm more I'm a pretty contrarian type of guy. And when everybody in the world saying Justin Fields, Justin Fields, Justin Fields, mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. part of me just steps back and say What if he's not that good? We just don't know. I I don't know. Like, I'm not – everyone just assumes that he's this transcendent talent. He was great at Ohio State. I love what he did against Clemson with his bruised ribs. He was amazing. But what if he's just not that good yet? So, I would would stay away. Um, Hey, man, if you want to get in on a Cleveland – uh, Carolina teaser, go for it right there. Get down to uh, get down to one and a half,
3: and uh, get down to one. There he is, Tim Murray. Watch him weeknights on the Nightcap alongside Super Bowl champion quarterback Sean King, and follow him on Twitter at one Tim Murray. Enjoy Chicago. Safe travels. Sixteen-hour trip. There Red eye after the show. Flying back
4: Saturday night. Hopefully, I'll be happy on the playoffs. We'll get mode.
3: into the NFL line moves coming up next. I'm Scott Seidenberg. The look ahead here on vcin the sports betting network.
5: Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com, that's angi.com dot or download the app today.
3: This is The Look Ahead on vSEN, the sports betting network. Look ahead. I'm Scott Seidenberg here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Follow along on Twitter at Scott's On Air and at VSIN Live. So much line movement in the NFL. Week three will begin on Thursday night with the Panthers at the Texans. My thanks to Tim Murray, who hung around with us here for the first segment as we broke down that game and others. Let's take a look at the line movement. Okay, the Panthers are now eight and a half point favorites. And when we spoke a day ago, it was at seven and a half. We've got a whole point movement on this line. Yes, with good reason. Davis Mills is the official starting quarterback for Thursday. Nothing that we didn't know already after Sunday, but he will get the start. The rookie getting his first start for the Texans on a short week now against the Carolina Panthers. Traditionally, Thursday night football benefits the home team rather than the road team because the road team is working on an even shorter week because they have to travel. Well, in this case, you're getting a team that is just head and shoulders better than the opposition. Uh, Without Tyrod Taylor, this Texans team is a complete unknown. I think Davis Mills is in for a world of hurt against this Carolina Panthers defense that has only allowed 21 points in its first two games combined. Uh, Carolina looking to start the season 3-0. And uh, over 8.5 is their live win total. I would look over because they're already at three wins, essentially. Another line movement. The Bears were 7.5. They are now plus 7 points against the Cleveland Browns. No movement there between the Ravens and the Lions. It is at 9 points. The Lions are plus 9 at home. The Cardinals... Seven and a half point favorites on the road against the Jaguars. No movement there, but I think we're going to get some. It's interesting that I see on DraftKings that the Jaguars are plus seven and a half, minus 115. So could that line move down to seven? If it does, I think you jump all over the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, This offense is explosive and the Jaguars have shown you nothing so far this season that would give you any confidence in backing them, even as a home dog, which, you know, is traditionally a good spot. The Chargers and Chiefs, that game still at six and a half. I still like the Chargers in that one. We talked about this yesterday. The Chiefs just on a historically bad run of not being able to cover games. One, 11 and one against the spread in their last 13 games. Colts and Titans still at five and a half, still awaiting waiting word. On the status of Carson Wentz, the Washington Football Team moved down from an eight and a half point underdog to now an eight point underdog against the Buffalo Bills and the Giants and Falcons. That is uh, at three. That's still at three. Falcons are a three point dog, but the Falcons as a three point dog minus one fifteen. So possible line movement there. We shall see. Jets and Broncos still at ten and a half. The Broncos. Uh, heavily favored there at home against the Jets. The Dolphins-Raider game has opened up. Uh, there was question marks with the quarterback position. Derek Carr dealing with an injury and also Tua Tunga-Vailoa. But the Raiders are a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home against the Dolphins as the Raiders look to improve to 3-0 and to start the season. Half a line movement, uh, actually more than that, a tremendous line movement between the bucks and the Rams. The Rams at one point were minus one and a half, then it was minus one. Now the bucks are minus one and a half. The bucks have flipped from an underdog to a favorite over the Rams. That line is currently Tampa minus one and a half. Tampa minus 130 on the money line. The Rams plus 110 on the money line. So that line has flipped. A one-point line movement in Minnesota. The Vikings, who were one-point underdogs to the Seahawks, are now two-point underdogs. And as I predicted, line movement between the Packers and the 49ers. Green Bay was a four-point underdog. They are now a a three-and-a-half-point underdog. And at three-and-a-half, is 115. That one could be closer to a field goal and probably will be a field goal by the time we get to kickoff on Sunday Night Football. No movement between the Eagles and the Cowboys as that is currently at four. But heavy action coming in, and that's why you're seeing the uh, movement there for all of those games in the NFL. If I can quickly get you the uh, betting splits data uh, as of today. So we can see why the movement has occurred so much. Uh, The biggest uh, attraction in terms of the percentage and the handle is the Arizona Cardinals. 93% of the bets are on the Cardinals. 97% of the handle is on the Cardinals over the Jaguars. The next biggest uh, percentage in terms of your handle is, is the 87% of the handle on the Tennessee Titans at minus five and a half over the Indianapolis Colts. I guess people are jumping on the fact that maybe Carson Wentz might not play in this one, and it will be Jacob Eason as the starting quarterback. 86% of the handle is on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which is why that line has moved, and it is now Bucks minus one and a half. Uh, Elsewhere, 85% on the Denver Broncos, at minus 10.5. 73% though of the handle is on the Green Bay Packers at plus 3.5, which is why you would expect that line to move even further. 82% of the bets, 73% of the handle is on the underdog Green Bay Packers. Uh, Elsewhere in terms of uh, the the majority of the money in the action being on underdogs, uh, don't really see it. Actually, yes, the Atlanta Falcons, 76% of the bets and 72% of the handle is on the Falcons at the plus three. And I, I said it before. I said, this is likely going to be a situation where the Giants do something that, you know, they typically do, right? Giants gonna giant, and they're going to lose to the uh, the, the uh, Atlanta Falcons. I, I could honestly see that happening because that's something that has happened just in the Giants' history, right? Like you, sometimes you say, same old Jets uh, in New York. That's a saying. Well, Giants gonna giant. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they go out there as a three point favorite and lose to the Atlanta Falcons. But right now, according to the betting splits, uh, which you can see on vsin.com, uh, 76% of the bets, 72% of the handle is on the Atlanta Falcons at plus three. So the top underdog plays, according to the betting splits, would be the Atlanta Falcons and the Green Bay Packers, your top favorites, according to your betting splits. The Arizona Cardinals overwhelmingly are the heaviest bet favorite of the week and then the next heaviest bet favorite would be the Tennessee Titans. As for the Thursday night game, 71% of the bets, 84% of the handle is on the Carolina Panthers. Taking a look at the totals and remember primetime overs have gone 6 and 0 so far this season. Well, 74% of the bets and 63% of the handle is on the over 43 and a half. On Thursday night, I would kind of steer away from this one. Not because I'm going against the trend, but because I just don't know how Houston's going to score with Davis Mills at quarterback going up against this Carolina Panthers defense. Again, Carolina has only allowed three scores this entire season in two games. So I get it, it's a low number, 43.5 is pretty low, and certainly Carolina can score 20-somewhat, 30 points, and maybe you're only asking the Texans to get you to 10 or 13 or 14, but uh, I would stay away just because of the unknown with the Texans' offense going against this Carolina Panthers defense. I'll tell you right now, Carolina, my pick for survivor pools, they are going to be a lot of people's pick for survivor pools, and uh, it would be something if the Texans can pull off this upset at home, but I don't necessarily think it's going to happen. Other primetime games this week, as we mentioned the overs being 6-0 currently this season, 87% of the bets, but just 64% of the handle, is on the over 49.5 on Sunday night between the Packers and the 49ers. However, Monday night, 65% of the bets and 80% of the handle currently on the eagles cowboys over 52 that one i agree with i think we're heading for a shootout there at at stadium between the cowboys and the eagles so that's a look at some of your uh line movements and your betting splits here coming up for week three in the nfl obviously injuries are going to play a major part of these line movements and a major part of where you're going to lean with your bets coming up here. For week three. So, coming up next, we're going to go through an updated injury report. I'll give you the latest on the quarterbacks and some of the other key players to see who is going to be in, who is going to be out, and who is still a question mark when it comes to uh, these games here coming up on week three, which will begin on Thursday night, as we mentioned, with the Carolina Panthers at the Houston Texans. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You can follow me on Twitter at Scott's On Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. You can follow us all on the network at v Live. Be sure to head to v to find out all the ways that you can consume us here at v You're watching The Look Ahead each and every night here on v the sports betting network. This is The Look Ahead on VCN, the sports betting network. This football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your Vsin free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24/7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and the ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to Vsin.com data and analysis. You get everything Vsin has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at slash subscribe Scott Zettenberg back here with you. The look ahead here on Beeson, the sports betting network. And as we look ahead to week three in the NFL, let's update you on the latest injury notes. We know that Tyrod Taylor is not going to play on Thursday. In fact, he has been placed on injured reserve. Uh, so Jeff Driscoll has been called out from the practice squad. He will be uh, the backup, and it'll be rookie Davis Mills starting Thursday night for the Texans and likely moving forward against uh, Carolina and the Panthers on Thursday night. As for Andy Dalton with the Chicago Bears, the NFL Network's Tom Pelissero reports that Andy Dalton is considered week to week. Uh, He writes that as as of this moment, Justin Fields appears to be in line to make his first career NFL start on Sunday. Dalton has not officially been ruled out, but a week-to-week timeline suggests that he'll be sidelined beyond Sunday's matchup against Cleveland. So that's according to the NFL Network's Tom Pelissero. Andy Dalton considered week-to-week, so even though it's not official yet, it does seem like Justin Fields will get his first career start coming up on Sunday against the Browns. Here's a new one. Uh, Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin said that Ben Roethlisberger has a pectoral injury. Um, He suffered it in the week two loss against Vegas. Uh, And Tomlin said, quote, we'd better be ready to be adjustable. Um, So it's uh, Ben Roethlisberger. uh, Listen, this is a guy who's missed practice time before and still plays in the games. So I'm not going to say that he's going to miss time just yet. But uh, interesting that Mike Tomlin said that Roethlisberger is dealing with a pectoral injury. So that's the latest update on uh, the quarterback situation around the NFL with the injury nuggets there. Um, We uh, no update here on Tua or Carson Wentz. Uh, No update um, on Derek Carr as well. But that line obviously is on the board. So uh, likely that these that Derek Carr at least will play. I don't know about Tua, though, for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, we know about uh, some other injuries around the around the league that are important. Um, TJ Watt was one that comes to mind. It is so important for uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and we have to wait and see on his status for the game. Let's see if I can get an update here for you on TJ Watt, who was expected that he could actually play. In this game, um, no update just now. Just the same thing that we reported yesterday from the NFL Network was that T.J. Watt does have a chance to play. So I guess that's a good sign is that he has a chance to play. Uh, the Giants have placed a line, uh, left guard Nick Gates on injured reserve. He suffered a uh, nasty injury against Washington, and uh, so he's going to be out for a long time. The Broncos... Linebacker Bradley Chubb, he's going to miss some time as he's undergoing arthroscopic surgery on his ankle. So he is going to be out for a couple of weeks, short-term IR, and uh, ability to come back. So no uh, Bradley Chubb for the Broncos, especially this week against the New York Jets. Uh, Don't exactly know if uh, they're going to need him against the New York Jets. Uh, The Texans... Not only are they going to be without their starting quarterback, Tyrod Taylor, they're also going to be without wide receiver Danny Amendola, who is expected to miss two to three weeks as he is dealing with a hamstring injury. Meanwhile, the Panthers have placed their guard, uh, Pat Eflin, on injured reserve. He's also dealing with a hamstring injury. Uh, That's just a couple of um, nuggets here. Oh, here, Jarvis Landry, this is one important one as well. Jarvis Landry, he has been placed on injured reserve with a knee injury, so he will miss the Browns' next three games. Uh, and uh, we'll see what the status is of Odell Beckham Jr. Um, if he's healthy and he plays, he obviously takes uh, the the blow, uh, lessens the blow there with losing Jarvis Landry. But Odell Beckham Jr. didn't suit up last week as he was dealing with an injury. Um, so Jarvis Landry goes to IR. And Odell Beckham Jr. likely to come back and play coming up on Sunday. That's the latest uh, injury nuggets there as far as the way that the lines have moved. Like I mentioned, Justin Fields likely to get his first start. So the Bears uh, have moved down to plus seven. They're actually plus one, uh, minus 115 at that plus seven mark. Um, and against the Browns, who will be without Jarvis Landry. But they do get back, um, you know, Odell Beckham Jr. Where you take that for whatever you feel it's worth. And then uh, the the injuries, the Giants obviously losing a a lineman does hurt them. There's three-point favorites against the Falcons. Broncos, as I mentioned, they're 10.5-point favorites over the Jets. Even without Bradley Chubb, they should be able to win that football game rather easily. And the Steelers, they are uh, 4.5-point favorites over the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. And uh, actually that line, that game is off the board right now because of the uncertainty of Ben Roethlisberger. So with the news coming out that Ben Roethlisberger has a pectoral injury, uh, that game is currently off the board. But the Bengals were a team that I liked, and I talked about it uh, a couple days this week, that I liked them against the Bears. If you got the line in early at plus three, they wound up pushing that line. They lost with the actual line that it dropped to by the time that game kicked off. uh, And against the Steelers, who offensively have been putrid this season, that's just call for what it is their offense has been terrible defense has kept them in the games offense has been terrible uh this line was at five and a half before it got taken off the board so we'll keep an eye on that see where it reopens and uh if ben roethlisberger does in fact uh suit up which he probably will knowing ben and throughout his career uh as tough as it comes so expect him to play And then you get Ben Roethlisberger in that putrid offense against the Bengals. And as bad as Joe Burrow was in that game against the Bears, I mean, you don't expect them to be that bad again. He threw three interceptions on three straight passes in that game. So you would expect him to have a bounce back performance. And this Bengals team, I think, is a little bit underrated. I do think so. I do think that they are a little bit underrated when it comes to uh, the evaluation. So We'll keep an eye on Ben Roethlisberger's status as the week progresses. But uh, as we stand right now, that game currently off the board. But when it was on the board, the Steelers were a a five-and-a-half point favorite. Uh, There's some interesting prop bets. We can get to that once we get closer to the kickoff of Thursday night football between the Panthers and the Texans. Uh, Want to take a quick look at some future bets Um, in terms of some regular season wins, conference winner, division winners as well. I mentioned the Carolina Panthers, who right now you can pencil them in for three wins because they got two to start the season. They're going to get another one here on Thursday night against the Texans. Their live total right now is over eight and a half. It's minus 140 to the over eight and a half. But you're already starting out with three wins you just need to get to that nine-win mark. So can you find six more wins on their schedule? And let's let's be honest. Yes, you can. Because they play the Giants. They play the Falcons. Okay? That's two wins. They play against the Dolphins. Very winnable game. And they play against... Who else is a winnable game for them here? Well, they got the Falcons twice, so beat up on the bad Falcons twice, and you can find yourself with those wins here. But three wins already for the Carolina Panthers, and you got to think that they have a really good shot to get to nine. So this is the, this is how the schedule plays out for the Carolina Panthers, and you can see it here on your screen. They have this game against Houston. I'm going to give them a win there. That's three wins. At Dallas will be tough. Home against the Eagles, they will be favored in that game. Let's give them four. Home against Minnesota, that game is probably going to be a, a low spread, if anything. At the Giants, they'll be favored. Let's give them six wins, uh, uh, five wins. Now they have five, right? You got the two games with Atlanta. Let's say at worst case, you split. You got six wins. Um, you are home against Washington, you'll be favored. So let's give them seven wins. if they. I'm talking just win the games that you're going to be a point spread favorite in. So that's seven. Uh, and then can you get two more wins out of the remainder of your schedule? Whether it's the other game against Atlanta, uh, at home against New England, mm, steal a game against Tampa out of the two that you play them. Uh, you have a New Orleans again on your schedule, but this time at New Orleans. You're at Miami. There are chances for this team. That's kind of one of my favorite kind of future bets right now with the win total eight and a half because I'm already getting three wins in the bank right now. We'll update you on what's going on in Major League Baseball with the playoff races heating up with the final 10 games of the regular season. I'm Scott Satterberg. It's The Look Ahead here on DC. This is the look ahead on VSN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for Money Line, Over, Under, and Against the Spread bets. Betting splits are another way. Vison is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vison.com I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's the look ahead here on VCN, the sports betting network, coming up. In just a few moments, we'll be joined by Wes Reynolds, host of Betting Across America and the Green Zone, as well as long shots here on VSIN. We'll talk a little uh, football and I'll ask him about the Ryder Cup as well, which comes up here this weekend. So we'll get Wes's thoughts on all of that. Wanted to update you on what's going on in Major League Baseball after some of the results here on Tuesday. Uh, Division races certainly heating up. The Phillies are three games back of the Atlanta Braves uh, as uh, both teams hold serve. On Tuesday, uh, the Dodgers did pick up uh, a victory and they're still in the hunt there for the West. But the wild card races are really what's interesting. Okay. Listen, we know the Dodgers and Giants are going to make the postseason. They're already clinched it. And we know that uh, they're likely going to win the wild card game. And that's going to be an incredible divisional series between the Dodgers and the Giants because I do expect whichever team doesn't win the division to win that wild card game uh, against probably going to be the St. Louis Cardinals. The Cardinals are the hottest team in major league baseball. They've won 10 straight games. And at one point, uh, I guess it was, let's see, I'm going to go back to the start of the month, September 1st on September 1st, St. Louis was two and a half games back of Cincinnati for the second wild card. And on September 1st, Cincinnati was your wild card team the Padres were a half game back. Philadelphia and St. Louis were two and a half games back on September 1st. So, 20 days later, after 10 straight wins, the St. Louis Cardinals are now four games up in the wild card standings on top of Cincinnati, who has lost two straight to the Pirates. How do you lose to the Pirates at home, Back-to-back games when you're in a playoff push. It's just embarrassing. You don't deserve to make the playoffs. San Diego, four and a half games back. Philadelphia, four and a half games back. So St. Louis starting to pull away in the wild card race as they have won 10 straight games. In the American League, it's anyone's ballgame. This thing is coming down to the wire, and it seems to be a three-team race. Red Sox, they are red hot. Seven and three in their last 10. They've won six straight games. They are a game and a half up on Toronto for the first wild card. The Blue Jays, they're also seven and three in their last 10. They are just a half game up on the Yankees for the second wild card. So the Yankees, uh, they're six and four in their last 10. They've won back to back games against the Rangers looking for the sweep on Wednesday. Uh, the Yankees, they are a half game back of Toronto for the second wild card. Oakland and Seattle beating up on each other now. Uh, They are both three games back of Toronto for that second wild card. So it's going to get really interesting here. The last 10 games of the regular season and uh, taking a look at the slate here for uh, Wednesday and seeing where we could lean. Now, we hit, we missed the parlay on Monday, which was Yankees-Phillies. Why? Phillies got shut out by the Orioles. Just terrible. how do you get shut out by the Orioles? And they want like the first six innings of this game on Tuesday being shut out by the Orioles. They had to win an extra innings. So, okay, they win. Finally, we hit the parlay here on Tuesday. Yankees and Phillies money line. Both those teams won. So now let's take a look at what we have going on for Wednesday. Well, the Reds play the Pirates. That's an early game with Luis Castillo on the hill, but no line yet because no announced pitcher for Pittsburgh just yet. We know Yankees will send Corey Kluber to the hill against Taylor Hearn for the Rangers. The Phillies send their ace, Zach Wheeler, to the hill against Keegan Aiken for the Baltimore Orioles. And as they say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. We're going to go back to the well with those two teams again. Uh, The Orioles, The Phillies, I expect to have a much better outing against the Orioles, especially with Wheeler on the hill. Uh, maybe the walk-off win kind of inspires them a little bit because the fact that they went you know, 15 or somewhat straight innings without scoring a run against the Baltimore Orioles is just flat-out embarrassing. Meanwhile, the Yankees should dominate the Texas Rangers, so we've put those two teams in a two-team money line parlay. It's at minus 132. If you want to put a third team in there to uh, get it to be a little bit plus money, how about the Dodgers who send Walker Buehler to the hill against Herman Marquez, Dodgers be uh, beating the Rockies um, in extra innings. Maybe it doesn't take extras on Wednesday. So that's certainly uh, one of the games that you can put in there, make it a little bit of a three teamer, but the, the theme is simple. We're backing the heavy favorites here because they are in must win mode. Their playoff lives are on the line. So there's a little bit of a different intensity level inside their clubhouse inside their dugout when they are taking on these teams who are just playing out the strings. Um, No disrespect to the lesser teams, but at this point, some of these teams might be playing for next season. Some of these managers might give playing time to guys that they want to see for next season. For instance, I I was watching the uh, Reds game against the Pirates earlier. And why? Because I had a parlay with the Reds in it. And the Reds lost. To the Pirates. I already expressed my frustration about that. I'm not happy about it. At one point, Reds were down three to two. They had bases loaded with nobody out. And they don't score a run. With Castellanos, Vado, and Kyle Farmer up. They don't score a run. That's besides the point. But what was interesting was that they kept a pitcher in, Pittsburgh did, against Joey Vado. And it was a righty-lefty matchup that didn't make sense if you were managing the game and trying to play the matchups, right? Uh, At that point, I think it was Mears, right? So it was, uh, yeah, Nick Mears was in the game, the right-handed pitcher. Joey Votto's coming up with bases loaded. Instead of bringing in a lefty to face Joey Votto, they kept in the righty, Nick Mears. And I'm watching and I'm trying to figure out why they would do this. And then the announcer said something, you know, pretty interesting. That maybe, that maybe the Pirates were trying to get a look at Mears in this big spot. So that, you know, Derek Shelton is trying to see what his players can do in certain high leverage moments. So you get a young kid like Nick Mears who is in a situation that he might find himself in in a bigger spot down the line, down the road. So why not give him this chance here at the end of the season where you're not making the postseason? You want to see what the kid has, so you leave him in there against uh, Votto, and he wound up getting Votto to pop out. So I think that's going to be the case here with these final 10 games of the regular season. You're going to get these managers who are going to go out there and manage the games a little bit differently. And I'm not saying that they're not trying to win, because everyone's trying to win. But they are certainly uh, have a different approach. They're trying to make decisions based on what might be best for their team long-term, as opposed to what might be best for their team to get a win right away. So that's something that I consider when I'm looking at these matchups. You got team in the Phillies that is in the hunt for a playoff race. They want to keep themselves within three games of the Braves because they have that three-game series with the Braves. So as long as you're within three, you can kind of control your own uh, fate there. So they play against the lowly Orioles and then you have the Yankees. Half game back of the wild card. Half to win against a bad team in the Texas Rangers in your home ballpark. So backing the Yankees as well and the pitching matchups are just dominant. You got Wheeler against Aiken. You got Kluber against Hearn. Can't ask for more than that. So I'll back the Yankees and the Phillies on the money line parlay once again for a third consecutive day. Missed in day one. It hit in day two. So I guess that means we're even because both days were a little bit plus money and like right around even money. So I guess we're even going into day three this week. So we will see if it comes home and we turn a profit for our baseball parlay, money line parlay for the three days so far this week. Uh, So Yankees and Phillies, it's minus 320 for the Phillies right now, minus 290 for the Yankees. You get both of them combined, it's minus 132. And if you want to throw a third team in there, uh, at first glance, I would say the Dodgers with Walker Buehler on the hill against the Rockies and Herman Marquez, those three teams turns into a plus 156 proposition. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You can follow along on Twitter at Scott's Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Coming up next, we'll be joined by Wes Reynolds, host of Betting Across America and the Green Zone here on v We'll talk a little football. And I'm going to even ask him a question about the Ryder Cup coming up this weekend. This is The Look Ahead here on v
0: Zumo Play.